Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Well, I didn't criticize them because I didn't know myself. <laughs> We'd never studied along this line. It's in the scriptures all the time. But naturally, I began to study some along that line because I want to prove everything by the scriptures. And I began to study some along that line after the Lord appeared to me, satisfied my own heart, and so then continued to preach along that line. And, and Charles Spurgeon said, you can't ever preach a sermon like it ought to be preached until after you preach at least 50 times. And so the more you'd preach along that line, the more light you'd get and the more you would see. But after the Lord spoke to him, and I wrote it down here in this very room, study further. You see, I thought, well, I know, that's it. But study further about the anointing. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, The Healing Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I, I began to minister then with that same anointing. Well, I got off into in, in the process of time ministering, and uh, actually I, uh, I, I knew what was happening without anybody telling me. I knew it by the Spirit of God. And then the pastor, I was holding revival for because we dismissed a few nights for this convention that was going on in our area, see. And so one of the, uh, one of the other pastors there in the same town where I'm preaching for another fella, you know, he's, he, he don't like this. Because you claim to be anointed. Because the healing power of God, you see, is flowing out of you and through your hands and to others. And so uh, he called a special meeting of the committee, you know. And he said, I think we ought to just call him in and, uh, and uh, you know, talk to him and just, just turn him out. For claiming to feel the power of God in his hands. And claiming he saw Jesus. Well, everybody on the committee, you see. I asked one of them later, you know, and he told me, you see. Uh, everybody on the committee, I'd preach revivals in every one of them's church. And so when he presented his whatever, every one of them spoke up and said, we're all 100% in favor of calling Brother Hagin in to see if he'll hold us another revival. Amen. And they went on to tell him about healings that took place in their church. Well, I remember this, that that man, I have no animosity. Actually, he came, sure came and said, I want to say one thing to you, about you. You've left a good taste in every pastor's mouth you preach for. Boy, I'd been into it if I hadn't, wouldn't I? <laughs> but you know, after all, you don't have to go around advertising a lot of things. If you'll just live right, and if it's really so, the Lord will back it up. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so then I remember I was preaching in another state in the process of time, a couple of years later now. See, one of these happened one year, and then the other happened next year, and then the next year, run right back, the same thing. I'm in another state, you see. And I remember the pastor said to me, and, and you see, I was just, uh, uh, you know, in my early 30s. And this pastor was, well, almost ready to retire. He was a grandfather. In fact, it wasn't too long after that that I was actually in his church. He did retire, not from preaching, but from pastoring, you know. And I remember he said to me, he said, Brother Hagin, 
You know, God tried to use me the same way he's using you a number of years ago. I had almost identically the same kind of experience you did 30, 40 years ago. And I began to minister that way and said, some of the brethren talked me out of it, you know. And I laid it out. He said, don't you let anybody talk you out of it. You stay with it. Well, I was determined to anyway. Amen. Amen. Then the next year, I'm running the same thing. I, I was preaching again in a, in a state separate from that one, you see. And, and, and there's quite a bit of controversy. You, you know what I mean? When something's a little bit different, folks, are, somebody said what folks are not up on, they're down on. And I remember an older gentleman, in fact, he was 70 some odd years of age. I ate in his home, the pastor and I. And I remember he said to me, Brother Hagin, and this man had come up, actually, I, I talked to him, I asked him questions because I'd never, been, never met anybody that I could ask these questions to. Because, see, this man was a young man, uh, John Alexander Dowie, who brought the, the uh, truth of divine healing almost single-handedly back to the church in 1875. Uh, Dowie married he and his wife, you see. He performed the wedding ceremony. And so he said, I, I've been in healing ministry. You know, I started back there with Dowie back before the turn of the century. Then I, I was there at the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the beginning, you see. And I was one of the pioneers. You know, he was one of the very first ones, pioneers of the Pentecostal movement. And he said to me, Brother Hagin said, God tried to use me the same way he does you. And I let some of the brethren talk me out of it. He said, don't let you, don't, don't you let anybody talk you out of it. I don't care who they are. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm still an official, you see, with, with this particular full gospel denomination. But don't you let any official, anybody talk you out. You stay with it. You're right on the beam. Well, a man of that caliber, of his caliber, I, I had great confidence in. But uh, thank God for the privilege just simply to uh, obey the Lord. And when you do, of course, the devil will throw up every roadblock he can. Are you listening to me? But it's, it, it pays to stay faithful to God. Now, here's the point I wanted to make. I just went around and tell you that, but that wasn't neither here nor there. It wasn't even part of my message. Didn't even know he was going to do it. The point I was going to make was, why do folks not know? Well, I didn't criticize them because I didn't know myself. <laughs> We'd never studied along this line. It's in the scriptures all the time. But naturally, I began to study some along that line because I want to prove everything by the scriptures. And I began to study some along that line after the Lord appeared to me, satisfied my own heart, and so then continued to preach along that line. And, and Charles Spurgeon said, you can't ever preach a sermon like it ought to be preached until after you preach at least 50 times. And so the more you'd preach along that line, the more light you'd get and the more you would see. But after the Lord spoke to him, and I wrote it down here in this very room, study further. You see, I thought, well, I know, that's it. But study further about the anointing. Then I began to study even further, and the more I studied about it, the more you begin to understand more and, uh, and understand more clearly some things that you had seen to some extent even. So let's go back and notice some things about this anointing or this healing power that Jesus was anointed with and that is available to us as God wills. Praise the Lord. Evidently, it has to be transmittable power, transferable power. It has to be tangible power. Because when this woman with this disease condition of 12 years, when she touched Jesus' clothes, 
Jesus was aware of an outflow. The woman was aware of a reception, the reception. And she was healed, praise God. Now, the healing is a fact. But now then, here in this case particularly, there are two things mentioned, two ingredients. And that is faith and power. Jesus knew immediately in himself that power, the Greek word is dynamin, D-Y-N-A-M-I-N. Had gone out. But he said in the 34th verse, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith. Whose faith did it? Her faith. Thy faith has made thee whole. Now, I want you to notice in all these other instances, though it's not mentioned, yet you can see it there. Now, notice that when Jesus passed with his disciples over the little sea of Galilee to this country or land of the Gennesaret, I want you to notice, he said, when the men of that place had knowledge of him. See, just because he came and they saw him, they didn't start gathering up the sick and the diseased. It says, when they had knowledge of him, they did it. When they had knowledge of him, they did it. Well, I wonder what they had knowledge of. He must have said to them the same thing that he did here in Luke. He must have read from them. The Old Testament is the only Bible they had. He must have read from Isaiah. And he must have said to them, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, to preach acceptance of the year of the Lord. In other words, because he told them, they had knowledge then that he's anointed. They gathered up the diseased people. And they besought him to touch him. As many as touched the hem of his garment were healed every one. It's said concerning this woman here with the issue of blood, when she had heard of Jesus... She came in the press behind and touched his garment, doesn't it? Jesus said, daughter, your, thy faith has made thee whole. When she had heard of Jesus, now somebody told her Jesus. What did they tell her, do you suppose? Well, I'm sure there's one thing. They told her he's anointed. Amen. He's anointed by the Spirit of God to minister, and she believed it. Now, I remember I was preaching in uh, March of 1971 in Tyler, Texas in the old Carlton Hotel there, the grand ballroom of the Carlton Hotel. And uh, after ministering one night and inviting the sick come to, after we'd sent folks to be saved to the prayer room, well, I, I noticed this lady, she's sitting right there in front of me. She was sitting just as close to me as that lady is there with that green sweater, that blonde-headed lady with the glass and the green sweater there. And, and when I call for folks to come, you know, a healing line, as we call it, to lay hands on her, see, now, she sees no further than that. Others are way back there, you know, back further than you are. Because it's quite a large room. Uh, she couldn't get up. She's trying to get up. And her, and her husband, well, this older man, I just assumed his husband, found out, well, trying to help her up. And, and she couldn't get up. Finally, one of the ushers helped. And the two of them got her to her feet. And then with the two of them, she had a cane in one hand with her husband on one arm and the usher on the other arm, just coming no further from there to here. The whole line, all the way across, wider room than this, standing. We just had one line, but for the simple reason that everybody could stand all the way across. 
and everybody's in place, coming from everywhere, and she's still out there three or four steps yet with them helping her. Now, that's how crippled she was, how slow she moved. See? Finally, they got her down here, and we, I had folks to move over, you see, so she could get in there. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the newly released four-CD series, The Healing Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. In this series, Kenneth E. Hagan examines the healing anointing at work in Jesus' ministry. He explains the difference between receiving healing through the anointing and receiving healing through faith in God's Word. And he shows us how to tap into God's healing power to get it flowing and working in our bodies. Get this series for just $28 and we'll include the Healers in Your House book by Ken Hagen absolutely free. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Well, I want to thank all of you that have been helping us by being partners and sending in a monthly contribution every month. It helps this program to keep going around the world, and we want to thank you. Attention, ladies. The Kindle the Flame Women's Conference is fast approaching. Have you made your plans yet to be here? Well, what are you waiting on? Go online now to rhema.org and register for this dynamic conference this September 27th through 29th. Featuring conference host Lynette Hagan, Patsy Caminetti, Donna Pickens, and Susan Rich. It's girl time and God time. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Go to rhema.org now. Go to www.rhema.org now. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Healing Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.